0: Yo, what's going on? Let me tell you how I am a sucker as a parent. Can I just tell you this real quick? I did this, this awful thing. Some of you are going to go, I get it. I get it. And some of you are going to go, this is why the children are spoiled, right? This is what happens. I, uh, last Saturday I had, uh, we called boys morning. Leo and I were alone. It's just Leo and I went to charbroil for breakfast. I had told him If he did some things last week we've introduced chores right so it's like if you can do these chores you'll earn something and so we had identified this little mario racetrack at best buy that he wanted it's this little thing where you put mario on a um on a a, like at at a start spot and then you press a button and he goes around this track real fast and it's like you know it's fine it was fun it was 30 bucks i mean it was you know even $30 is kind of a lot. You're like, your kid, did you pay your kid $30 to do the and the chores he does, by the way, are like get the mail. <laughs> like and getting the mail is just a matter of getting it off of the floor where it lands when it goes through the chute and handing it to either mommy or daddy. The other chores are like take a bath when we ask you to take a bath instead of fighting us on it, right? Like so like the chores are not really chores. So thirty bucks might be steep, but we decided we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna buy him this toy. So I take him to, I take him to Charbroil. We have breakfast. We get there at like eight thirty-five. Charbroil, by the way, phenomenal for if you're trying to go alone with a little kid out to eat because they are so. We got there eight thirty-five. I swear to God, our check was there at eight fifty-five. You order your food is up in five minutes. When you're with a kid, you eat fast. I eat fast anyway because of my old radio days, and I had to always eat in like a commercial break was the only good thing about long commercial breaks was it gave me 10 minutes to eat instead of five but um anyway so so we go to Charbro. it's 8 55 time to go to best buy and buy the racetrack but i notice best buy doesn't open till 10 he starts to get a little look on his face like he's gonna cry buddy it's okay it's just an hour we'll go home for a little bit we'll go to best Buy. he's gonna cry i can't let him cry right i gotta be his hero it's boys morning i gotta be his hero so I say, well, maybe they have it at Target. So I look up Target's website, right? Sitting there in the booth at Charbro. He say, come over on this side. He comes over on this side. He's like, Daddy, what are we looking for? I said, watch. We're going to see if we can find it at Target. We can't find it at Target. But they have some similar things. And I'm like, look how cool this is. Look how cool that is. And I totally sell him on, let's go to Target because it's open right now. And we'll get something, right? We go to Target. Go up and down every aisle. He finds the Mario Kart Rainbow Bridge racetrack. He looks at it. He looks at me. He looks at it. He looks at me. He gives me the face. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of like puppy dog eyes, but it's like, Daddy, will you please be my hero right now? He gives me, Daddy, please be my hero eyes. That's what he gives me. Can I get this, Daddy? I look at it. I look at the price tag. It is $150. Do you think I spent $150 on a racetrack on a whim? just so that my child would smile and think I was his hero? No, I spent $180 on the racetrack plus four additional little Mario Kart characters and the batteries to make the damn thing work. That's right. I'm a sucker. You got it. I'm the guy that you think I am. (laughs) Either a terrible father or a wonderful father. I don't know. I can't be sure. But either way, uh, I got to be honest with you, though. That boy has played with that thing for at this point it's been almost a week that kid's played for that with that thing for at least 20 hours and there's no sign it's letting up we've organized a Mario Kart league where I like get a, a notepad out and I start taking like and we and he just does race after race after race and I do the standings of like who wins the races and then I put my I take video of the finish line and then we review the tape we go back and I like rewind the, the, the finish so he can actually see like <laughs> like the karts in slow motion coming across the finish line ugh It's been great, but I'm a sucker. I don't know. Good dad, bad dad, not sure. I don't know. Anyway, thought I'd share that with you. I I needed to make this intro fast because I am actually parking and running into a Rochester Rotary Board meeting where, as you probably know, I am the incoming president, and this is the meeting where I get to finally announce my slate, my board, for next year, which has been hand-selected. I've been making calls over the last couple of weeks, and I am very excited, very excited, to unveil the slate for 2024 2025 Rotary. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy this interview with two of my absolute favorite entrepreneurs, Afi and Zach. Love them so much. Wish them all the best luck in the world. Arbor Loft, now with three locations. By the way, go Ravens. Oh, that's hard to say. That is hard to say. I really can't win in that matchup, but go Ravens and go Lions. Detroit Super Bowl, baby. Here we come. Love you. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the interview. We have to start with the obvious thing. I've already been called out for something. A couple weeks ago on this podcast, I teased that I was going to be talking to Mm Agathi, And then somebody pulled me to the side recently at a, it was at a Big Brothers Big Sisters board meeting, actually. Uh, Maybe a mutual friend of ours, Rachel labor Pulvino from Visit Rochester. Yes, yes. She said, you mispronounced her name. (gasps) And I said, did I? Is it Agathi? And she said, uh, and then she said something, which I don't even remember what she said, but I was like, no. What did she say? I don't remember, but it was not Agathy. It was like Agatha, or like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to mis- Agathy. No, it wasn't. A- was it Athy? Othie? Yes.
1: Athy's is my nickname.
0: Uh, yeah. So
1: Agathi is perfect, and you said it perfectly. Okay. Right. But you know, people in my personal life call me Athi. Yeah.
0: You don't strike me as someone who would just like let someone mispronounce. Absolutely
1: name. not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't. Th- <laughs> someone called from? me Agatha today. I was like, we're not friends. We're not. D- yeah. We're not. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm never coming to this Starbucks again.
0: So I appreciate you uh, letting me do this. I've come down to we've got the grand opening. This actually comes out on Sunday, so the grand opening will have happened two days ago. Amazing. But as we record this, the grand opening is tomorrow. It's the uh, co-owners of Arbor Loft, all of the venues, and uh, and we only have one mic, so we're going to kind of go back and forth, but um, where did you actually grow up? where did you spend childhood?
1: Chilai, New York.
0: Okay, and what was childhood like? I mean, I know it's the, the big Greek family. Is it like the movie? Is it?
1: Oh, yeah. Copy-paste. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood with lots of kids, and I thrived in Gates Chilai. I went to elementary school middle and high school in that district and I graduated in 2003 don't do the math
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I do it compared to me I'm 01 so I'm going, okay okay right, fair it. enough right yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: similar in age yeah um and then after high school I went to college and bopped around a little bit and so my journey to event planning land was a little bit longer than expected well, let's, took let's a bit. do a
0: little childhood let's do a li- okay. what did mom and dad do for a living
1: so my dad worked at Kodak okay And my mother stayed home with, she was a stay-at-home mother. She, um, by the time we were in middle school, she got like a part-time job or a full-time job, just like kind of working at U of R, just doing simple, simple work, nothing. She wanted to be home by three o'clock every day. That was always kind of the idea in our house. No matter what we were doing, my parents were always home by three o'clock. So I really never knew what my mother did half the time. Just I just knew that she was home in time for me to get off the bus, and she took care of our family.
0: No, no business owners though. No, you weren't around entrepreneurship?
1: No, I no. wasn't at all. I, my dad was. He, I think, in the eighties, was um, offered a restaurant because you know Greek people they love their diners, yeah. and he. Yeah. My mother was like, absolutely not. That's not <laughs> the life we're living. And then he ended up working at Kodak, and that's kind of how that.
0: So then, well, what were you like as a teenager? Like what would you I guess here Oh my god, that's a great I question. Talk to you when you were 18 years old. What would you have said you were going to be when you grew up?
1: I thought So what's funny is I just attended my 20th high school reunion. Yeah, I actually had it at one of my locations, Arbor at the Port. And I got to talking to some of my old girlfriends and I was like, "What was I like at 18?" because I thought of myself as a very timid, quiet girl. And they were very quick quick to remind me that I was so confident and I'm going to own this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to be famous and, la la la. and I thought, oh my gosh, like I just had, I had complete imposter syndrome. I had no idea that where, this would be my life.
0: From? Where did that confidence come from? I don't know. First of all, was it real confidence or was it like a layer, you were like layering lack of confidence with con- you know what I mean like,
1: no absolutely. I have no That's idea why. I was just so naive. <laughs> honest to god I was so naive yeah. at that age and I grew up very sheltered so I just wanted to kind of get out of my house and do fun things and be out there in the world I think it was just confidence because I had no idea what I was getting myself into it be growing up in the 90s was also kind of a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, you're just kind of in la-la land. That's how most kids were growing up in the 90s, I think. So, I don't know. F- Do you feel like you know now that you know me, honey? The answer to that?
0: Put, put the mic in it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the answer to where you get your confidence from? Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. You've cracked the code at this point. I think know.
2: like he
3: knows me.
0: Well. Yeah.
2: No, I, I think it's something that you, you've always had. You're, you're very strong-willed. And I think that's something you're you're either born with that or you're you're not. It's very hard to develop that. And ever since I met you, I was like, No, she's she's assertive. You could see it in her eyes that it's like, This yeah. is what I'm going to do. I don't care what you say about it. You yeah. know what I mean? So
0: have you ever won an argument, like once in all relationships?
2: Well, she would say that <laughs> I win every argument, but it's only because I'm, I'm, I'm clever, you know, like uh, uh. as far as like, if she's asserting something, I got no chance, but yeah.
1: he uses big words in arguments. <laughs> this little fucker, he uses big words yeah, hold on and on the then Google. he gets me off of it. Yeah. <laughs> he gets me off of off topic and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I lose again.
2: That's great. <laughs> All
0: so, right. So we got you through college. Zach, why don't we talk to you now? Yeah. Where'd you grow up?
2: So I grew up in Webster, New York. Kay. Um, so i uh I graduated in o four but um I was in the the restaurant business as a matter of fact my my uncle used to own an ice cream shop in Webster and so that was my first job. I worked there for years and years, so he was a big influence on me because he owned many businesses yes, and you
0: saw you had entrepreneurship I
2: had some entrepreneurship yeah. and yeah. i i was he was a big influence on me, and you know still to this day I still bounce ideas off of him just because yeah, he's yeah. he's very good at sort of that managerial and um yeah, he's just a really smart, talented guy. So, uh, even to this day, but I didn't know that's what I wanted to do my whole life. I mean, I I went to school at Geneseo. I thought I wanted to be a math teacher. It turns out I don't actually like explaining uh, math problems to kids. So my senior year, I was tutoring kids. And have
0: you ever seen that one uh, that one video? It's it's like a teacher. What we need you to make kids know. Math. Have you ever seen that? It's no. like, do they want to know math? No, they don't want to know math.
2: No, they don't want to know. And they don't actually want to know how to do it. They they no. just want the answer.
0: And it's like, um, who are these kids? Just anyone that lives near the school. Just, you know. <laughs> Everybody.
2: Yeah. So it, it turns out, you know, my my senior year, I kind of realized, I was like, man, this is not something I want to do. And I'd always been in the restaurant business, serving, bartending, all of that. And then I, uh, then I got a chance. So I did have my own business when I was like... 18 to like 22 so I used to have this business called the uh, this okay. is so cringe love it oh my god love it. it used to be called the keys to the city
0: I like it wait a second <laughs> I like it
2: what was I the, so, so it was uh, we were kind of like an events business and yeah. basically what we would do is we would put together certain events and then charge tickets for people to come to them. So whether it was like a a wine tour mixed with like a coursed out wine dinner or like, you know, we would get rent out a venue and get some like acts and you know what I mean? Like we would like Absolutely.
0: And it would be some sort of an experience that you wouldn't normally otherwise be able to have. Right.
2: So we would front all the money and then try to charge enough tickets to make a little so we like made money doing it, but the amount of work you would have to do to do it was absolutely insane. By the way,
0: that's a a great thing. And I, I think I know a couple people who do that doesn't that the the a-list the rochester a-list amy doesn't she basically do what you
2: that's just basically what she does yeah yeah, yeah. and um that's a thing so it was you know i learned a I learned a hell of a lot doing that you know what i mean because yeah. like the first thing you do when you get a business when you're young you think well nobody's gonna take me seriously i gotta get business cards yeah, yeah. i need a website i need an office yes i don't have any money i don't know what, like i'm like subsidizing my office with you know bartending money you yeah. know what i mean so
0: no i've had a business for 10 years how do i get people to take me seriously now <laughs> Dude,
3: still,
0: still figuring it out. <laughs> you,
2: you gotta yell okay. and scream, right? Is that, does that yeah. work? No. Are we try that. Know.
0: Yeah, I, I've done it once or twice, and it doesn't seem to work. I have noticed, as leadership-wise, maybe I don't want to skip ahead, but I have noticed that being too strong or too weak is both bad. Mm-hmm. It's like somewhere in the middle, and that's tough.
2: No, I was just having this um, this conversation with uh, a couple people on our leadership team today, and it's most new managers fall into that category. If they they're too nice. They want to be. Loved, Liked. Yeah. And so they're, you know, they have zero accountability with these staff. They have no idea how to actually get people to do things they don't want to do. Or they're complete tyrants. Like I'm the boss; you have to listen to me, and people don't respond well to that either. So, both, yeah, are
0: both are both bad. Both are
2: bad. You yeah. got to be likable but assertive. It's a very fine line, and it's it's not for everybody. It's really not. Yeah, so.
0: totally. Okay, so so let's let's try and catch up to where we were uh, with her. So you you're like you, you go to college, you come out. Do you actually teach for a little bit? Or no, 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 no My that?
2: senior year, I decided because I would have had to go to grad school and all okay. this other stuff, and I was like, ah, I'm not I'm not doing any of that. So I was back in the restaurant business. I had a friend who wanted to open up. Uh, a small business we had this idea for a, a cafe and art yeah. gallery so he was an art teacher he went to school to to be an art teacher and there was this job he thought he was gonna get didn't get it and was like you know what I want to start my own business and I was like all right man I'm yeah. I'll do it with you you know and, and so is
0: that the thing that I know you from yeah that, so okay, that's makers so catching, I like yeah it. so
2: that's makers gallery yes. and um, you know we started that in 2014 mm-hmm and basically I started making donuts and I was the donut king for a while. Yes, I remember. Um, But interesting enough, her office was right down the hall. Uh And so people started coming to me to rent out the gallery to do events. And so I go to her and I say, hey, neighbor, you know, you barely know me, but can you help me put together an events program?
3: Yes. You know,
2: what, what do I charge? You're an event planner. Help me do this. And so one thing kind of led to another and, you know, she, she really helped me out. And so yeah. that was my foray into events is really because of All right.
0: Let's of go her. back to Agatha now because now it's a time. Let's There's talk. Cute guy down the freaking hall mm-hmm. making donuts comes down and he's asking about events. He's, is he flirting? No. Or No. Like Not you, at all. You, if I remember it, right, you're flirting, right? You're, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, when we first met in 2015, he was in a long-term relationship, Mm -hmm. and I was dating around nothing serious. So I just thought, like, my chance, I didn't have a chance because he was obviously in a relationship. So when he asked about the donuts, I don't quite know if you had mentioned it. Well, he asked about events, he asked about creating a program, and we got to talking, and one morning, I always had a routine of getting up, getting coffee, and he had his coffee bar. So I stopped in for coffee, and we would flirt a little bit. It wasn't always just friendly.
0: He's giving a nod. But he
1: had mentioned that he had to go to this wedding down in Key West. His cousin was getting married, and everyone was just assumed that his ex-girlfriend would be there because he didn't really tell his family about the breakup. And So I'm overhearing all this thinking, this is my shot. I am a wedding planner. I'd be a great wedding date. Why not bring me? Yes. But what's ironic is that is not generally I'm forward. Yes, I'm tenacious, but I'm not that forward. I like my comfort of my home like traveling to to a place with someone I barely know. I don't know what came over me. I call it exhaustion. I was just in the middle of events and I was actually doing a bit on 98 PXY with Corey and I was on the morning show with him. So I was up at 4 a.m. I had done the morning, I did the morning show with Corey. I uh, then came to visit Zach, invited myself to a wedding. Two weeks later, we're in Key West. (laughs) We had the time of our life. We had so much fun. Um, that's great. I got the approval from his grandma, Nani. Right. She's like, she's a keeper. We came home in a relationship, and then the rest is history.
0: I love it. Crazy. I love it. That's, that's a bow on the romance. They have a child together. They have
1: a daughter. I love
0: it. But back to the business a little. So he mentioned he, he's getting questions about how do I rent out make, mm-hmm. Maker's Gallery. And, and you, at the time, you're an event planner. So I kind of right. skipped that part. So what were you doing at that time for a job? You were an event planner.
1: Yes. So between graduating college and I went back to school and got my master's in communications. And while I was in grad school, I created a business plan to be to start my own event planning business. So that was in 2011. I graduated grad school. I started my company. So from 2011 to about 2015, I was just planning events all over Rochester. So I was doing things for like the Fringe Fest, Greentopia, um, the Lilac Festival. I was also planning women's expos in Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse. Similar, it's funny that they were similar to what you were used to do. Um, I would front all the money in having these grand events. I would book, I would Uh, book the venue and I would have all of these vendor booths set up and I would make money off of that but the amount of work that went into that oh my god it's insane
0: how did you originally like how do you break in I mean you come right out of college you're like I'm an event planner now that's awesome but like how do you get people to like, like we said before take you seriously when you're brand new and it's like you've been you have no events under your belt like how does that work
1: back then when Facebook and Instagram, I mean, Facebook was popular, but Instagram was brand spanking new. It it wasn't like you would be popular or be like an influencer on social media. It was literally taking the time to attend networking events, meeting people, just getting. And then for me, I call her my work mama. Her name is Elaine Spall. She was my girl. She's great. Elaine saw something in me. She saw a spark and she told everyone she could about me. Yeah. She told the board of the Fringe Festival. She told the people over at the um, the Lilac Fest. She just. It, it, it was like wildfire at that point so once one person has conceived in you and sees that spark or that gusto it was just a matter of time
0: isn't that an interesting I, I love so much about what you're talking about right now because isn't it such an interesting life observation about like my mother would say leaving the door open behind you for someone else to come in mm-hmm. right like Elaine didn't have to do that no she didn't she's done that for a lot of people yeah she gets she's mentored many many people um, I have the privilege of sitting on the rotary award committee mm-hmm. and it's the longest civic award in the city, and she won this year. And so,
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, she,
0: so I got to watch her give this speech, and my only experience with her had been when I was doing radio, I would book her every once in a while to come up to promote fashion week or something yeah and she just has this way of making making you do what she needs to do
1: 100 percent, right like so. oh my <laughs> that's what she saw in me you
0: have that too. I yeah. have
1: what we call them it's yes. sort of it's a very Machiavellian yeah. <laughs> personality trait we both have that's what she saw
0: yes and she, I think she I, my first impression of her was she cornered me sort of in the studio of the Weeze studio when fashion week was going to be brand new she's like I need a sauce basket i I'm going to, the sauce bag is going to be dropped off Friday at five o'clock at this place. And I had never said yes. I was just like, oh, I, okay. Ha- I, I can't. Oh, hundred percent. No is not an option.
1: You don't say no, no. to Elaine Spall.
0: It's not. An I question. don't
1: say no to Elaine Spall. I know exactly what she's doing to me, yeah, but yeah. I don't say
0: no. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm
1: having Fashion Week events with at Arbor Midtown.
0: Yeah, well, she, she free
1: she's of charge. So
0: she's so. Good. You know what she does is she skips the part where she asks you to do the thing. Mm-hmm. She just goes right to starting to tell you how it's going to work. A
1: hundred percent. Right?
0: Like it's so good.
1: But so, she's also so. I mean, for me at least, she's so loving. Like she loves yes. me so much, and I love her so much. Yes. Like I have an email actually that I need to respond to. I have to send her pictures of Arbor Midtown. She can't make it to the grand opening. But for every event opening I've had she's like spoken at the ribbon cutting for me because she's just been such a dynamic person in my life so she saw a spark she helped to introduce me to others and that's kind of how it all happened within those those few chunks of years 2011 to 2015 and I always knew I wanted to own a wedding venue because I was so sick and tired of moving all of my things everywhere like you're hauling you know you're car full of things for this event and then you have to you know clean out and pack up and go to the next place so having a place to do it all kind of one-stop shop was always my goal and in 2016 we were able to make that happen but funny that I met Zach at the same time and we, were just started, we just started dating and I was like, I need your help. This, this was bigger of a beast than I thought it would, meaning the Arbor Loft, and um, that's when he came on board. He and worked for free for like two years, God bless this man. Wow, yeah.
0: what, a, what a dive in though for both of you guys so that you, you start a relationship mm-hmm. and a business relationship at the same time.
1: Literally at the same time.
0: Both very intimate in very different ways obviously, but both very intimate and, and difficult to have both. I would think, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, can you talk a little bit about just what it is to be in business with? There's no HR when it's the two of you. Honestly. There's no, right? So like, I mean, uh, how do you manage it? And I'll tell you why I'm asking, because first I think it's interesting, but second, my wife and my mother-in-law and I own a little grocery store in Fairport, and I don't really have much to do with it. Mm -hmm. I I just was involved at the beginning, but my wife and my mother-in-law do. It's called Redbird Market in Fairport, but uh, they my wife just left her job at Dixon Schwabble, and now it's full time oh wow, her mother her mother's been doing it full time, and I keep telling her I'm like, I think you guys need to define some lanes for sure stay in lanes and defer when it's not your lane
1: mm-hmm.
0: because she will come she's been doing Saturdays and she'll come home three out of four Saturdays like this is the greatest day of my life. I worked with my mom, I was it like, then like one out of every four Saturdays it's like. <laughs>
1: oh yeah I'm going to kill my mom
0: you know <laughs> right so your advice on working with your spouse or with somebody that close to you
1: my advice is to do completely separate things within the business he and I don't really do much of the same thing at all like he has his department and I have mine yeah. and we ask advice from one another but for the most part it's kind of divide and conquer and we don't really step on each other's toes do you want to expand on that success?
2: Well, absolutely. Kind of like having, uh, you know, we can talk about any particular issue together, but saying, you know what, in this area, like if it's a design thing, okay, I got to fall back. This is her thing. Likewise, if it's something concerning sales or packages or how we do a certain process, you know, we could disagree about it. But she's like, no, that's really your lane. Do that. Also, you know, a big thing, too, is we never undermine each other in public or around our staff. Or at least we, we try not. We're not perfect. We're humans. But, you know, that's like a big thing is like I will never undermine her. You know, yeah. we, I'd be like after a meeting, I'd be like, why did you say that? That was crazy. You right. know what I mean? But never but in, like, front, of never in right. front of people because right. that's something that's hard to put. You know, like you can't put the, the sauce back in the jar, Paul. You right, know what right.
0: Mean? <laughs> that's very difficult to do. We've tried. We've tried. <laughs> it's <laughs> No,
2: because you know when somebody's feelings are hurt, or they feel embarrassed in front of people. You know, th- those are those are harder things to overcome than just disagreeing about something mundane. You know, and I so heard that,
0: you know this comes from a TV show, so it's silly thing to even like use an example. But I thought it was such a good example. But it was a partnership situation. It's from the TV show Billions. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Billions was on Showtime. It just wrapped up. Anyway, oh, okay. they are partners, and basically. The at one point they're in a bit of a disagreement and, she, and it got really heated and but at the end they were like that's what you're here for and it was like you're here to outside of these walls we defend each other no matter what inside these walls we hold each other accountable and I always thought I was like that is such a good way of looking at that. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: we also have a little bit of perspective as you know this isn't the most like the business really isn't the most important thing in the world to us. Our family comes right, first. Right. Right. You know, we, we we try to never forget that. I'm not yeah. going to jeopardize anything with my family to be right about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's insane. So, you know, just kind of having your priorities, you know, correct, I think is a huge thing.
0: Do, do you, I mean, is there, it's such a cliche question, but I got to ask, like, do you separate or is dinner conversation sometimes, oh, the bride called me, she's thinking she wants to move to this to that, or does it happen at dinner or is it like, nope, we're <laughs> no, dinner, we, we're not doing it.
2: We sparse, I mean, I, I try to tell people all the time, it's like, this is a, I think being a, a business owner, it's kind of a lifestyle. It's not it like is. we work a nine to five and we yes. get to turn it off. And so it's such a part of who we are that you know we'll talk about it all the time. That it doesn't feel like we're at work when we're at work, and yeah. when we're at home, it's not something completely separate. Like sometimes, yeah, I got to stop answering emails because I got to play with you know Ana Cecilia. But you know, we um, we don't delineate that, and I don't think it like doesn't work.
3: No,
1: I I think we, since having the baby, it's been easier to go home and just talk about home life and our families and and whatnot. But I think before Anastasia, it was just easier to come home and also talk about work, but it was never... Like Zach said, it's like a lifestyle, so it was never like, oh my gosh, can we just stop at this point? It's, yeah. it's just, it's always that way.
0: It's, it's tough. Uh, another, I'll drop another name in here. Uh, Jamie Saunders, uh, she's the CEO of United Way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was asking her about work-life balance because I don't have it, <laughs> the way you're describing at all. And... Um, and, and you know my wife's better about it she's better about a little work-life balance she can kind of shut it yeah
1: off. i can say so i can't
0: yeah um, same thing and, and she'll give me shit for it and say mm-hmm. like could you, could, because at 7 30 we'll just be like watching super mario brothers and i'm kind of playing with my son and maybe like i get up for a second and i pee and then i come back from pee and i look at my phone and then i just like text my phone and i'm like yeah, tell them we can do $28 a case if they take, you know, a pal. And she'd be mm-hmm. like, it's 7.30 at night when yeah. you it. Like, it doesn't stop. It doesn't. It never stops. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't stop.
1: I'm better about turning it off. And since, again, having the baby, it's been easier for me because she's my number one focus. And I'm more obsessed with her than I am about the business. Yeah. So it's easier to just yeah. nurture her and love on her and smother her. And I think for Zach, it's, I think for men, it is a little bit harder.
0: yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Just in general. Maybe. Um, so let's talk about First Arbor Loft. So at the yeah. time, Hearts is still there, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Right? So w- how does that space, the first one, which is right above the old Hearts, what's what's in there now where Hearts was?
1: It is an accounting firm, RDG okay. Partners.
0: Okay. I did love Hearts. That was so cool. I
1: loved Hearts, too. I, yeah. feel like it was, I feel like it was just wrong timing yeah. there because now with all of the development in that area, yeah, there are so have. many people that would have loved hearts grocers and those egg sandwiches but man
3: yeah
0: it was
1: before it's time you know
0: yeah they did great things but it was so it was above heart so tell me about the spark of that of like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna sign a lease Mm -hmm. i'm gonna build out a space and i'm gonna fucking do it yeah tell me about that
1: gosh it's all a blur i feel like at that point I met Glenn, who was the landlord of the building and also the owner of Hearts. I met him at one of the events I was planning for Greentopia. Do you remember Dinner on the Bridge?
3: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I
1: was planning that and I met him and he just happened to casually mention that there was this warehouse space that he wants to turn into something fun and I was like, I'd love to see it. So I pinged him to come for a, a tour and I loved it. I immediately saw the space and I was like, I, this needs to be mine. It took me six months of calling him almost every day to say for him to finally be like get off my case yes yes it's yours but we negotiated leases and that was the you know that was where Zach came in to help and so it was it was not like a done deal overnight it definitely took me some time and then um, so that was early that was summer of 2015 that I poached him to to have that venue or that space and then I opened it. We signed on the dotted line in March of 2016, and I opened up in July of 2016.
0: And, and were you at that point so popular that you had filled dates immediately, or was there some hustle in there of being like, oh my God, no, <laughs>
1: Hustle every single day. Well, because yeah. no one knew who I was or what I was doing, so I really, again, and this is still, I think, even before social media was like the big place you went to for that stuff, it was the local paper it was dnc it was a city it was going on the, on the news mm-hmm. so i had some articles written about me and then the phone the, the phone calls started coming in and the emails and i would sell the space while it was still under construction, just to fill the calendar, because I knew that as soon as I could get some deposits in, I could start paying yeah, for
3: things,
0: some cash for I
1: those. couldn't afford tables, chairs, glassware, flatware, china, that stuff was all rented for like the first six months.
0: Yeah, well, can, can I ask you what you talk about couldn't afford? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I get it, been there a million times, but was there an original just like cash sort of, you know that feeling when, <laughs> I can already see in his face you what know, I'm talking about. Do you know the very beginning when you're just bleeding cash? Oh, yeah. And you're like, we need to get some coming in because it's just going out right now. Was that at that time happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And so you're like, I got to get some shit on the books. I need to get some I stuff need some on. I some deposits, get yep. some cash flow going. I love for people to hear that because this. I do get a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs that listen to this and I love that that's who listens, but I want them to hear that that's normal That that happens. Oh, for sure. risky. All right, Sam. Oh, I,
2: I got to add some content to this because yeah. when I talk to aspiring business people they think they need all this money to get started yeah. and a lot of times what you really need is money coming in you need customers first Yeah, yeah. you don't need a uh, huge injection of cash like that business was started with like twenty thousand yeah. dollars. And the rent was like nine grand. Yeah, so it yeah. was like so you this don't have is a lot either of runway. no, like yeah. this is either really gonna work or it's really not gonna yep. work. You yep. know, and so that tenacity to actually like sell the space before it's done, that's something that you know she has in spades and that it's very hard to do that sort of thing. It's you know, very, so very it's stressful like, time. It's it, extremely stressful yeah. and you have to have an overwhelming amount of confidence in yourself to be able to make that happen and sign on that. So, I, I have
0: professionally only cried once. Personally, I've cried a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for personal reasons or movies or right, something. I've cried a million times. Yeah. But one time I've cried because of work. One time, and it was something very similar to what you just said. It was it was June seventh of twenty twenty, very recent, four years yeah. ago. I have I have built this little sauce brand, right? And it was it was pennies at the beginning, and then eventually you get a little bit of money, but then cashed it in and became a manufacturer. And had $30,000 in the bank and thought, I'm good. i rich. I'm yeah. good. I have $30,000. Are you kidding me? I'm good. This will last. And then it was just bleeding. Mm-hmm. bleed, Just invoice, 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 invoice. And I'm just, and I just went out in my car one day and I was counting payrolls. And I was like, I got two payrolls left. I got three payrolls left. And I went out in my car and I cried. I sat in my little Kia Sorento and I looked at my building and I just started crying. Lasted probably about five minutes. Then I called and cashed in my 401k, which now was a really good idea. And it was during COVID, so I got to do it without a penalty. It was good for you. fantastic. Good for you. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was nice. I still had taxes, but I didn't have the penalty, right. right? Cash in the 401k, got me some cash. At the time, terrible risk. My father in law thought that, that I was the dumbest person he'd ever met. But now, looking back, it was, it was the right move. But I also then started calling some clients and offering them a 2% discount if they paid right now. And now I got cash in and then from that point on we were good. But I was I was at. No, I was very. Those are those are
2: two minute. areas where. Mm-hmm. So the first, you know, thing is getting over that initial hump of getting open and like being able to make payroll, and then the next one is like you have to figure out how to pay yourself because we yeah. were working eighty hours a week, falling asleep with our shoes still on, mm-hmm. and not taking any money out yep. of the business, yep. and so that's the next hurdle to get over is like okay, well, we're going to be able to pay rent, like things are going to work out, yeah. but. That still doesn't put any money in our bank accounts. You yeah. know what I mean. So that was another like big hurdle was was getting getting to that point.
0: Yeah. Now let's talk about so let's talk about operationally those first few months of oh, the first yeah. Arbor because um, I, I mean you're doing events so I'm sure you're very detail oriented but still it's new. There's gonna be mistakes. 100%. Like how were those first few months operationally? <laughs>
1: So you talk about personal crying and professional yeah. weeping. Yeah. So I don't remember the date specifically, but I think it was, it, we had an event, I think in the first few months we were open where the caterer ran out of food uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I walk into the kitchen, I can, well, the caterer at the time, I can, I can tell you, I can tell you cause it was, they're not open anymore. It was two vine.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Well, right across the street, you would think, go make some more.
1: Right. Yeah. So I went into the kitchen, and I said, you got to go make some more. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I, I can't do that. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Call whoever's in charge and make some more.
2: And he just said, I, I, I don't think I can. No, you remember the dad just, like, standing, like, he was, like, standing up in the dining room uh-huh. and just, like, you know, arms crossed, like, waiting for, oh, my God, it was...
1: I'm like I will make I will cook the chicken myself. Like yeah. luckily yeah. we got the chicken. It all worked itself out, yeah. but we've had a few of those hiccups especially in those first few months. I also did a crazy thing, honey. Do you remember when I booked two weddings in one day on purpose?
0: Oh, you thought we can we can do this. We can double book. 100%. Yeah, we yeah. did a
1: brunch wedding yeah, between yeah. like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m.? Yeah.
0: And And then
1: I did a 4 to midnight. On paper, it works. On paper, it worked. Yeah. And in retrospect, I was like, oh, my God, this is how I die. (laughs) This is how I die. Like, in that two-hour window where we were, like, flipping. Remember, you run out of Bud Light? I think that was Zach's... Yeah, that was Zach's crying moment. Not literally, but figuratively. and He was crying on the inside. We were just trying to make as much money as we possibly could. And we were the only employees. So, we had, like part-time people helping us out but we were Zach was the bartender and the dishwasher and I was a server and the hostess and the wedding planner and we just did it all ourselves and
0: then they show up at 353 and you're like we said four o'clock
1: four o'clock I'm (laughs) clocking the doors (laughs) no it was insane and I'm still really I'm still in touch with those couples because like they went through it with me and they just believed in us and how or why god bless them Yeah,
0: yeah 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 do you think is it is it like I get it, right? But you know what, though? In order for you to become a great leader or business owner or whatever, you have to be given room to make some mistakes. For sure. From them because you can't learn some of the stuff that you know now that you're so great at. You can't be good at it without maybe doing it wrong once. I right? say
1: that to my staff when, yeah. they, when they're having a moment and they're like, I made this mistake. And I said, but you'll never make it again. Yes. Like take oh, yeah. the chance, make the mistake, learn from it, and that's how you'll grow.
0: Yeah, all right, but I need business owner, business owner advice. What do you do when the person makes the mistake again, though? <laughs> and you then, fire the, up. and then the third time, and then the fourth <laughs> you time, fire up. and then uh, okay, then you're like, you know what? No, this isn't working out.
2: Well, I mean, it's it's trying to get the person to come to the conclusion themselves, like. Yeah. Hey, you know, is this really working out for you? You yeah. know, do you like having these conversations? And you know, if, if you're if you're tactful and you're you're good about it, like you can get them to come to the conclusion that maybe this. Well, the first thing we try to do is find a position that might be a better fit.
3: Yeah. yeah. So
2: before we 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 have to unfortunately let somebody go. We're like, hey, you know what? Maybe you would be better in this role. I think you know maybe your lifestyle or skill set is better suited for this area of the business. If that doesn't work, well. Unfortunately, yeah, you got to go. You got to go.
0: Can can we talk a little bit about firing? It's a tough thing to talk about because it sounds so cold hearted. And I think that, you know, we, us the three of us are going to empathize with each other all day. I've had to do some firing. I know you've had to do some firing. I, I honestly do think people that don't own businesses see it as just this harsh, terrible thing. Makes us ass, we're all assholes for it. I don't think they realize like this is our this is our baby and and this person is threatening our baby. What well, right? You,
2: oh, for you sure. know you know something. So I, I remember I was talking about my uncle who you know I hold in super high esteem who gave me my first job. He actually fired me. Oh yeah, and. Um, <laughs> yeah so he basically was like listen like you need to be doing something else you know and it ended up being a good thing because it opens some other doors for me so a lot of times you let somebody go it can either be a wake-up call to them like hey I need to really get my act together if it's something like you know I'm I'm just calling in and all this other stuff if it's something like that it can be a wake-up call though I'm like hey I, I really got to get it together I just blew a good opportunity if it's something where um they're in a job that's not a good fit for them, they are one step closer to finding a position that is a good fit for mm-hmm. them. So, mm-hmm. yes, it, it does seem cold-hearted, but a lot of times like you don't want to work at a place that doesn't want you to work there, right? Like Yeah. yeah. You know, so I what think What about that, first time? Were you how how like were you nervous first time? Oh my god, the first time you fire somebody, my hands are clamming up like I was hyperventilating can't sleep in the, the night before. Yes.
0: I was in the bathroom like <sighs> breathe Got really? got the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and now, so blessed, so. We're, even even like
2: first time you were good, you were ready. No, you, I mean there's certain there's certain people that you've gotten nervous.
1: There are some people where. I actually like help them find another job because <laughs> oh, well, I feel so bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I might put up this front like I don't care, it's fine, you know. They're better off somewhere else. No, honest to God, I yeah. I I help them whether it's with like a letter of recommendation because not everyone's terrible. Some of them are fantastic and we still miss them and they just weren't the right fit for us at that time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I try to help them find another job or I'll call someone that I know that might be hiring. Yeah, I'll I'll try my best to do something but usually when you fire someone you're not at the top of their list of people that they really want to hang out or hang out with or, right. or love on so right. sometimes I never hear from them again and other times you know they do stay they yeah. they're still around yeah so it's yeah. it's tough but I don't know sometimes I'll try I mean there was one instance where I tried to f- fire a someone and she started crying so hard that i was like never mind <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: i didn't never mind but i did go from i'm i want this person out of here to like listen you're a good person you yeah know? it was this kid there's this machine that checks whether the lid is on okay correctly mm-hmm. and i just caught him a couple times not using it and then i got a couple complaints so i got a jar with mold in it because the lid oh, wasn't on yeah and so like the third time i was just fired him and he started crying and and I said and so I I told him I was like uh, when I first called him in the room I was like ready I was like just fucking go I need you out of here you know (laughs) you're killing my you're hurting my brand Right, right but then he started crying I was like uh, you know what? You're a great. You're a good kid. <laughs>
1: I did the same thing. Yeah, you're a good kid. I was kid. like, just yeah. don't let it happen again, okay? <laughs> yeah. I fired her two months later. <laughs> yeah, I still fired my guy, but I was
0: like, you're good. I gave good her something great. Yeah.
1: yeah, I gave. No, I ended up not firing her because okay. I felt so bad, and yeah, she was yeah. like, I'll change. And I'm like, okay, I trust you. No, no change. No change. No. Two no. months later, she was gone. But when I did it that time. She didn't cry, and she like understood. Yeah, and then we we let her go. Okay, yeah.
0: So the OG Arbor Loft. How long until? And I know to this day it's never going to be perfect. Nothing's ever perfect, right? Right. But how long until you just felt like I got this? I'm in a rhythm. I'm nail everything we're doing now. We're just really nailing it. Like how long did it take you to to the point where you're going? I am really good at running the Arbor Loft.
2: Are, are, are we there yet? I know. I was like, I still don't I feel that, that way. I get
0: it. I get that there's always going to be a little piece of you that's like, uh ah, still... And you do have to get better. We all have to for get better. For sure. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But how long did it take you to get to the point where you were confident and not kind of looking at the Saturday wedding like, oh, God, I really hope we have it all together? Oh, God.
1: Last week? I don't okay, know. Right, no, I'm so, just so, kidding. Okay, all right. We're still in a position where, like, nothing's ever perfect enough for us. I think we're both very much perfectionists but arbor loft is a well-oiled machine so i will say that that venue kind of is on its own and does its own thing and it's it runs very well
0: when you staff do you staff to the venue or to the company so like those people just work at that no
1: it's to the company so we have like 60 servers and bartenders and then we'll kind of disperse them between the three venues yeah because we've technically opened arbor midtown already and we've had events so now we can say three but um, yeah so that's sort of how we do it
0: okay cool cool i still like you're still a hustler you haven't even had your grand opening yet but you have know you've had pigs already. i like it yeah well we
1: gotta pay those bills i know i know okay, this one's so expensive
0: how long how long of arbor loft till the port comes around
1: like a year and a half
0: okay and like at that point i mean are you both like yes a second location or is one yeah. of you like what the hell what are we thinking
1: no i i think well in 2016 we opened up the arbor loft we immediately knew we wanted a second yeah
2: so Take we that mic. No, I because <laughs> yeah. there's a little piece there too that like basically we were going to open up we were going to move makers gallery to this really cool place in the market mm-hmm. and athi was going to you know we we're going to be partners in that and um you know at the time it first of all, the deal fell through just because the numbers got way too crazy. But then my business partner and makers kind of decided like, you know, I don't really like the events thing, you know, and it's not my thing. Like that's more your thing. And so that's when we kind of like, I was like, all right, Athi, well, I guess it's just you and I then like, let's open another place at the same time I proposed. Right. And then, um, we were looking for venues for us to get married, and we we're like, we should just open one ourselves. You know oh, what I mean? That's
0: right. I forget. Yeah. The first event was your wedding. Yeah, wasn't the it? first event was that's our right. wedding. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. That's so awesome. I love that. So,
2: um, so if if you want to talk about wedding planning uh, anxiety, try yeah. opening your own venue while trying to plan the wedding. It oh was and running another business. It was. Uh, so I don't recommend time. it. Yeah. It Did you was You
0: have another wedding booked at the other Arbor Loft the night of your own wedding. No. No. Obviously
1: made sure there was nothing. That's okay. how we were able to choose our wedding date. Imagine like me just looking through, sorry. Oh, yeah. Imagine me just looking through our calendar and I was like, "Can't get married. Not not no, not this not, not this month." It was like July 21st. We knew there wasn't an event at the loft, so boom, that's when we're going to get married at the port. Yeah So we were the first wedding
0: I love that so much That's Yeah so Fantastic I mean So when you walked in here For the first time you, you look at it It's obviously beautiful right? It's on the water Like that seems like It should be beautiful But what was in there before Was it Was it Ready to go, or were you like, "Oh, oh my god, this to be a lot of work"?
1: Well, for those who don't know, it used to be the fast ferry. That's right. Uh, we the first terminal, the fast ferry. Yes. So oh, it wow. was just ghost town in there. It, everything was still in there. All of the they had gotten rid of like all of the compu- the computers and the conveyor belts and all that, but they're still in storage there. It's pretty. It's eerie. Um, so we walked in, and there's just this nasty, dingy carpet, and it just looked like it had been untouched for years and years. And I knew immediately when I walked in the door, I'm like, "This is it." So we renovated that into what is now Arbor of the Port.
0: So for the record, this, where we sit today, we sit at 183 Main Street, mm-hmm. right? and this is the new Arbor, you're calling it Arbor? Arbor Midtown. Arbor Midtown. Mm-hmm. You told me previously before we started that you also were able to walk into this room and just kind of see it, right? Yep. How many times have you been shown or looked at a space? I mean, so it's three that you've said yes to at this mm-hmm. point. How many no's have there been? Oh God, room? at
1: least a hundred. Really? Yeah, okay. I'll just walk into a space right. and I'll say, nope, just yep. doesn't feel right. Yep. How I How have a, a strange gut intuition about these things.
0: Yeah. Is it pretty instant when you walk yeah. into
1: a space? It I'll know is. immediately. Wow. I don't waste people's time, especially our sweet broker, yeah. Alex Amorese. He's the best. Um, he has taken us everywhere. Yeah. And I'll walk in the door, and I'm like, I'm not going to waste your time. We'll Wait, be here five minutes.
0: Alex is who hooked me up with Don from Capstone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know you know Alex. Yeah. Isn't he the best? God,
0: it's a small freaking city. I setting, can tell you.
1: but Alex it's is crazy. the best. We he love and adore best. him.
0: Yeah, and 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 he's married married into the. Um, oh. He's
1: got the best family. What's, ta- what's the damn it i don't know her last name but her name is kate and she's lovely caniglio, the caniglio yes, family yes.
0: yes he's married into the caniglio family yeah. who's that's the best family in rock oh my gosh i, love I know those freaking people i
1: know yeah he's got the best in-laws in town
0: yeah totally okay so so uh <laughs> i'm so gonna make a,
1: sure he listens to this there's
0: been a hundred no's i mean you've hundred seen no's everything. Mm-hmm. you've seen everything uh-huh. have you ever had this happen no names have you ever looked at a place and thought that place sucks and then like six months later somebody else announces we're opening a space here and you're like
2: <coughs> oh has that happened <laughs> Well, most of the things we're interested in even looking at are things that haven't been something for either a really long time or Uh, haven't been anything before. So I don't know that that's necessarily happened. Okay, all right. I mean, because we're pretty turned off. So, you know, I know from the restaurant business, I just feel like you're better off opening a new location than trying to like take a restaurant that's failed 10 times at this one yeah. location and yeah. be like, ah, I'm going to, it's going to be different this yeah. time. Yeah. So that's we've a alwe- good
0: point.
2: We've always tried to tour those things, but we've probably, I mean we've walked every building in Rochester. I mean, we've, we've literally looked at hundreds of spaces.
1: You want some tea though? Yeah. Yeah. So there was one location that we wanted yeah and there was another event person in town who got in touch with her people mm-hmm. who are in the real estate uh, industry and put the kabosh on that. Really. So we had to get out of that t- that deal. Yeah.
0: Wow. So you have a little, well. Yeah, we had so a little rivalry a somewhere. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask you off who that one. That's oh happily. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, you well, you've got the Elaine connection, which is which a lot of people don't realize. Elaine before she was Paul was Elaine Galena. Oh yeah. So yeah. You've got like you all probably have that in too. That's God. Guys are freaking power.
1: I, <laughs> I don't know about that. That's That's Elaine's <laughs> just my mom. She just tells me what to do. Yeah, yeah. And I love it.
0: So, um, but yeah, I, I, off
1: the off camera, off camera, off yeah. mic. I will tell you who. But that kind of put a that was a blessing in disguise because it was after that deal went down, and it was until it was after that that we found Arbor Midtown. So,
0: um, I, I don't, uh, I don't know exactly because I kind of I know I know the answer to this, but I want to ask you something that I, I'm not supposed to ask you. But, like, they're, they're, you're, I I don't think it's a surprise that you would be thinking four or five years ahead. Uh huh. uh -huh. So, basically, what I'm trying to ask you without asking you is you're thinking four or five years ahead, right? Correct. Correct. And you're not done. No, no. Okay. That's all. I just want, we'll leave it at that. No. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) For
1: all the ladies listening, I always told my husband, having, like, opening up venues is still so much easier than, like, being pregnant having children what <laughs> child like taking yeah. care of a child yeah. like i will open up 500 million wedding venues but like taking care of a baby, like it's a full-time job being a mom and giving your heart and soul and energy into this child I mean, that was tough for me yeah pregnancy course. was tough of course postpartum is awful and tough
0: how does your mind work though in terms of like the, the next thing because i think we know you're probably going to do next thing next mm-hmm. thing after that next thing after that how does your mind work are you like i need to wrap a bow on this before i'm on to the next thing no
1: not necessarily
0: you're just eyes always open
1: eyes always open because my favorite part of the job is finding a new thing and designing it out and like coming up with something new it's always just that's at least my favorite part and then zach i call him the brains he's just so damn smart like he's negotiating and he's coming up with this and that and like that's why we work so well together because he sees it one way and i see it another and usually we We pretty much agree on most things when it comes to opening
0: up the businesses. What's the trick to negotiation?
2: Uh, It's uh, well, no, it's it's (laughs) the trick to negotiation is understanding what leverage you have and understanding what leverage the other party has. Yeah, you know, it it always comes down to leverage, right?
0: It seems to me like the only way that you can almost guarantee that you'll do well in a negotiation because I don't. I don't want to say that you'll. I almost said that you'll win a negotiation. I don't want to say that because I actually don't think that's great.
2: No, to, both to, parties need to win. Exactly. Or yeah, that plays out if it, it doesn't.
0: It, yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm glad you said that. that's what. That's. So I caught myself there because that's not the right thing is try and But the best way to get something out of a negotiation is that if you are actually willing to walk away,
2: 100. percent
0: Because then you have. You're like okay. Then if if no. you're
2: if you're too thirsty, I mean, even this deal with Midtown, I mean, it almost fell through multiple times it was dead in the water for, really? for multiple months, months yeah. and um, you know it, it kind of took some uh, some string pulling to get it back you know revive that from the dead but yeah you have to be able to walk away from it if you can't then you end up doing bad deals yeah and so the reason why we say like we're always open to a new deal is like if the deal makes sense we need to do it irrespective of any of the other operational things we have going on because opportunities they only present themselves so often yeah right I think what most people do is they get married to a certain idea or deal or concept and they have to make it work right and so that puts you in a really bad position when it comes to um, being able to take opportunities as they come because you know if you if you if we did a bad deal if this deal comes along now all of a sudden we don't have the capital to, to act on the thing that does make sense
0: do, do you feel like what you're, what you're talking about has to do with the ability to pivot, be wrong know when you're wrong, when something that you thought was going to work isn't working um, to me that seems like that's something that separates a good entrepreneur from somebody who, who maybe isn't, is that somebody who, they'll just die they'll, they'll, they'll die on hell, they'll just go, well, I'll die on this hill whereas yeah. somebody who's who's better, a, a really good entrepreneur sometimes is able to go, I'm going to end up dying on this hill if I don't get off of it and every once in a while you just go, shit I'm going to die on this hill and I'm going to go find another Yeah, one. no,
2: and it's yeah. a lot of people's egos get wrapped up into yes. the things they're doing so they can't objectively take a look at the just reality of situations. Just be wrong. It's okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be wrong than be broke. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I've been both.
0: <laughs> yeah. They both suck.
2: Yeah, they I mean. both suck. <laughs> but you're right.
0: Wrong is better than broke. It's true.
2: No, I mean we've had to pivot multiple times. We've done multiple things, you know, even internally that don't work where we're just like, "Hey, you know, maybe we should offer X, Y, and Z." And it's like bad idea. Bad idea. Didn't yeah. work. We have to we have to walk away from it. I remember during COVID, we tried to do like we're like, "You know what we'll do is we'll do small like little elopements." Let's worst idea yeah, worst yeah. idea ever, you know what I mean? And the second you realize it's not working, you pull the plug on it, even yeah. if it makes you look stupid. Like, that's a
0: really good example, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good example. All right, a little bit on leadership real quick, if I can. We kind of touched on it already, but give me some keys to leadership. I'd love to hear from both of you on this one. You've got 50, 60 people. Um, what's, what's good? What's bad? How do you lead the
2: team? Uh, I mean, it, it sounds cliche, but, I mean, you have to be – you have to be willing, you're, you're functionally, you serve the people that work for you. If you do that, then they have, you know, you always have their respect. Like if you know, like like when I get up, I'm trying to think like, okay, how can I support my directors? How can I support my managers? You know, if something needs to be cleaned, like I'm willing to do any job here, I will wash the dishes, I will clean the bathrooms. And people really respect that. I can't tell you how many times, even when I'm talking to people like, um, you know, not related to the business, you know, just average Joe on the street that will be like, yeah, you know, I had, the, I had the greatest boss, man. He was willing to just like step right in and, and do anything. He wasn't too elitist or, you know, on the, the converse side of that is like, all this person liked to do was bark orders and never did anything. My boss didn't do anything. You know, like being one of the, the people and being willing to do what they do, I just think it goes a, a long way with, with, uh, with the staff.
1: I think to piggyback off of that, he's right when we attend events we do it all we'll we'll clean we'll do we'll we'll clear plates we'll pour water in your glasses like we'll do it all so i guess to the servers and to the bartenders it shows that we do it all and we can't just stand there and bark orders it just doesn't make sense to our the way our dynamic the way that we do business but also do you ever have an employee where they tell you about the last place they were how horrible it was. And yeah. Those are my favorite kind of employees because my goal is to make them love it here so much that they'll yeah. never want to leave. Yeah. And by doing that, it's just just being nice to them. Yeah. I mean, kindness truly goes a long way. Just being nice. How are you today? How was your weekend? How's yeah. your mom? Uh, Something that I think, especially with our management and our directors, like we're all very close. I make it clear that I don't want to hang out with any of them outside of work. (laughs) Like I got my own life. I got, but they all, you know, hang out and they do their own thing and they go out for drinks and they, they're all friends. But um, if they ever needed anything outside of work that I would be there for them. And cool. I think maybe that's a little different than working a corporate job. Um, I know one of our newer employees came from working a corporate under a corporate like hospitality group, and she said coming here has just been such an eye-opening experience. Yeah. Like the the little we had like a little retreat before Christmas. It was like a little uh, employee appreciation thing. She goes, "Oh my gosh, you would have never done anything like that at so and so," and hearing that she was just so in awe by it and so excited we she attended our christmas party and just started crying with happiness she's That's like awesome. i'm just so happy i chose this job and <laughs> i think at the end of the day you just have to be nice to people sometimes people just forget that as simple as being nice really does go a long way yeah
0: yeah i i yeah you know, I, I like that the idea of when people come from corporate i i never thought about that i've got a couple people that came from corporate jobs and uh they're just not used to being able to just get an answer to yeah something. You yeah know, they could oh right. just, I mean we could just figure it out right now we could just yeah. say yes or no to this thing right right, now. right. to them that's never happened before it's mm-hmm. like oh well we've got to wait until the meeting next month and, you know,
1: right or nice. like we can change this process overnight or like I can do yeah. this like I was like yeah go for it do yeah. go nuts have yeah. fun let me know how it goes uh
0: what am I missing did I forget to ask you guys anything no I think anything?
1: no no I mean you've asked really great questions it's been okay yeah I love it we love hanging out with you
0: (laughs) Uh, I want to close with uh, one of my favorite things that I've heard anyone ever say was Elaine Spall and the fact that you brought her up yeah and it was just when she got Rotary Award and she gave a speech and she talked about I think it was her father it might have been her grandfather Mm -hmm. uh, it was how her father or her grandfather would talk to everybody strangers all the time and she said that at some point you know somebody said to him like oh did you know that person and and he didn't. But to, oh, did you know that person? And he he said something like, "Absolutely yes, our our parents used to hang their clothes under the same sun." So I hope I did that justice. Yeah. But it was it was something like that about you know we all we're we're all in this together for you know? sure. And I I feel bad because I probably butchered that a bit. Yeah, but, but, she, but I
1: understood it. Yeah.
0: She, told said that, and when I heard that, I was just like. <gasps> thing I've ever heard anyone say Mm -hmm. that's amazing she's so
1: dynamic in the way that she speaks yeah she can't attend our opening this year and she apologized she's like I'll make a video I'm like no 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 it's okay but like the way that she speaks she's just so she's such a profound public speaker and her dynamic with her husband reminds me so much of Zach and I because (laughs) I'm always like the the extrovert like out there entertaining talking and Zach's like Kind of in the shadows and her husband is the sweetest man and like very quiet and to himself and doesn't fuss you know and that's that's act to a t to a t elaine is yeah she's she's such a special woman in my life
0: you know what i actually that would have been the best way to end but i gotta end with a corny question i forgot about this i can't believe i forgot about this you get asked it all the time i'm sorry but i'm gonna get beat up if i don't ask you bridezilla is it real Or is it like, you know what, every single time it's their wedding, they should get to have whatever they want. Or are you like, oh, my God, I've had a few where it's like, holy shit.
1: It's actually not bridezilla; it's momzilla.
0: Oh yes.
1: So it's the mother-in-law or the mother yeah. who have very strong opinions. Is it mother,
0: groom, mother, bride, or both?
1: Sometimes both. Both. Yeah. Sometimes it's groom's mom. Sometimes yeah. it's mom's. You know, bride's mom. Yeah, we well,
0: my, my in-laws had more opinions than I thought they did.
1: Absolutely, could. because yeah. if they're the ones paying for it, they're the ones with the opinions.
0: Yeah, and and like I remember at one point we got their guest list, and we we're like, the "Fuck is this?" Yeah, I
1: got my parents' guest list. Trust yeah.
0: <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like eighteen people, and we're. Like we, we, Where are we like, going to put them? Well, yeah, we didn't plan for these 18. Like, what are yep. you talking about? You have 18 people yep. coming. And it was. It's
1: Momzilla. I'm,
0: pay- I'm paying for the wedding. Mm-hmm. This is my father-in-law. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. So I'm paying for the wedding. Here's my 18 people.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I'd say 95% of our brides have been a dream. Yeah. A dream. Just the nicest, loveliest people. Once in a while, you'll get somebody that causes a little bit of friction. But for the most part, it has nothing to do with them and their personality. It's just nerves. Yeah. Yeah. Moms, I don't know. Uh, I have no excuse for them. They're just some of them are a little bit crazy, and others are just so wonderful and nurturing. Like my mom, complete, stayed completely out of my wedding planning process. She's like, just show, let me know where I need to be. Like yeah. I'll show up at this time. And his parents were the same way. But some are a little overzealous and a little crazy. So Momzilla for sure, especially yeah. post COVID. Jeez Louise. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got my fair share of stories from my girls. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, COVID did something to to the society where it's like, if we're inconvenienced in the slightest way, we're just like, nah, I will not accept any inconvenience.
1: It's in like, 2021, everyone was just so excited to be outside of their house and like partying. And that was the best year for, for weddings because everyone just was ready to party. Yeah. No one had a complaint. 2022, it was like, we're back in reality now. We have something to say. You're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. I need a refund for yeah. this. da. da, 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 da. And it's kind of been the ripple effect ever since. I didn't even think about that. Things have settled a little bit.
0: You had a a year's worth of weddings that you had to then jam into the next year. Correct. Where you already had a year's worth of weddings, right? Holy shit. How the hell did that happen?
1: That's a great question. It's all a blur. When you mentioned opening up venues, I remember in 2016, I broke out in shingles (laughs) because that was my body's way of like dealing with the stress of it all. So I'm not the right person to talk to when it comes to dealing with stress the right way. (laughs) I think my body just internalizes it. It was a stressful year, but I think we were so excited to just be back into planning weddings and getting our staff up and running again. It was was easy.
2: You gotta imagine this as a father, right? So we, Ati's pregnant. we literally just closed on our house as we're closing we're getting the information that everything is shut down
3: like what and so yeah. i'm
2: sitting here like of course perfect right yeah. like finally got it all figured out and it's just going to come crashing down businesses shut down yeah, yeah. that was um that, was, that was, was the most stressful because i mean we were closed for a year and a half oh, jesus and trying to you know talk people off a ledge for a year and a half how many of those phone calls i took i have no idea but you know just trying to like work with brides work with the you know the fathers and being like hey listen we're gonna get through this like don't get uh don't freak out just yet like we're gonna work with you and that was probably the most and you talk about hemorrhaging cash oh god more hemorrhaging Serious cash yes. at that point because
0: yes. no money in you're working harder than you've ever worked because you're on the phone all day, Tell right? And we can't just okay.
2: we can't lay off our whole staff because we kept, on. We kept wow. everybody on That's because incredible. we didn't want to like freak, like, okay, if we start laying off your the wedding Greeks planner. are good savers, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> save your money, yeah, you save. save your money, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, we, we didn't want to freak people out, like, oh, yeah, sorry, your wedding planner's laid off now, like, yeah. You know, like we had, we sold hundreds of clients, so we had yeah. to have a staff. And, you know, that was expensive. We How lost. did you
0: guys do with the relief funds and stuff? I mean, which, by the way,
2: wasn't easy. It was all pain in
0: the ass. No, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean filling
2: it. out government forms on the internet is it's terrible. the worst.
0: And nobody can answer your questions.
2: No, there's try nobody even the called. The yeah. You ever try yeah. calling the number? Oh, my God. No. What a no joke. <laughs> um, but I was super on top of that because, I mean, frankly, I was like, that is my job right now is to, like, get this money to make sure that we can, you know, keep afloat. I mean, ultimately, it ended up working out. Is, yeah. You know, that's what I'll say. I mean, it, all things equal, I would have rather that not happened. Of course. Of course. <laughs>
1: but uh... thank God for our daughter, because I was so pregnant and miserable, I was like, whatever. Like whatever, <laughs> keep it coming. I'm yeah. just fattening and, okay. and pregnant. Yeah. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> so I was, we were lucky to also have each other while she was still a newborn. So he was home, and yeah. we were able to well, be together.
0: You gave birth during COVID. Didn't during you? COVID. Oh my God. She was
1: born in June 2020. Did
0: they do that shit? Were you allowed in the room? Like was or like two
1: weeks before he would have not been allowed in my isn't room. That crazy, insane, of yeah. unbelievable. I said. <laughs> then you don't know me because yeah. I over my dead body will yeah. my husband not be in the room with me yeah. so it all worked out and it was fine but man and luckily it was summertime and we got a lot of people were able to come over and we yeah. got outside but it was a strange time strange time
0: can I say I, I know I tried to wrap this up like 10 minutes ago. sorry about that no no I it's my fault <laughs> I love talking to you guys can I ask you about vendors sure. about you know caterers photographers everything that goes with a wedding you you know who's good you know who's not good mm-hmm. do you ha- how does that work do you insist that they have to use this, these particular vendors or is it like they can bring in whoever they want or you have a recommended list and this is getting to my real question but yes how does that work
1: we have a recommended list. Okay. Our Wedding planners are really great about being in constant communication with their couples, troubleshooting, answering questions. They're also really great about enforcing in a very positive way, not persuading, enforcing the vendors that they think would be the best fit for their wedding. We have had a few situations where a vendor has, attend, like, has been at a wedding. We were very unhappy with the way that they presented themselves, treated our staff whatever it was and they were not allowed back, which is yeah. that's a rarity but it's happened. Okay. Yeah. So
0: the real question I was trying to get to is you guys are the premier wedding venue here so sweet in Rochester. How do you get on your good list because I get you got to keep your ear to the street. You got to know who's out there, right? And there's always going to be a new photographer, a new caterer that that all of a sudden is doing amazing things. Like how do you like, how does somebody sort of audition for you and get you to go okay? Or do they got to kind of figure that part out themselves? That's not your job. I guess your job is to notice if they get in front of you.
1: If they were me, if I w- what I used to do to get in someone else's list when I was a, a, an event planner and a wedding planner is call them every single day for six months and hope for them to call me back, yeah, or email, or follow up, or send them a gift, like. I would do the craziest things
0: oh my God. to get in I, front of them. I mean, I would, I would almost always offer a freebie. Like, I mean, I've never been a photographer, but he says, let me f- photograph one wedding. I will right. do it for free. And please just let me present you my work afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, and, right. That seems like hundred percent. Yeah.
1: But yeah. we don't see that as often as you'd think. I don't, I don't
0: know if, and we're not that old, but we're getting old. Oh, three, oh, one. Oh, I'm yeah.
1: No, yeah. We're, we're in the middle. He's oh, so four. We're in, yeah, he's there. We're in the middle now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not the old people yet, but I we're know. not young people anymore. We're either. not.
0: Do Do we think maybe young people don't even know that they should do that?
1: Absolutely. They
2: have no idea. They don't, Truly. right? They
1: don't have any idea. Yes.
2: They don't understand that provide value first. Yes. This is a concept that's completely foreign to them because, no. you know, they're, I think they're told that like, hey, you know, like you need to get money for this, you know? And it's yeah. like, you got to realize that if you come, like just getting that relationship is going to pay off in spades, but you have to provide some value first. Because yes. I get emails all the time that'll say, hey, I do X, Y, and Z, um, you know, would love for you to, you know, put me on your preferred vendors list. And it's like, why, why would yeah. I do that? I've right. never heard of you. I don't yeah. know who you are. I'm sure you're a sweet person, but you know, if you're just gonna send off an email into the dark and think that's your strategy, like, yeah, it's not nuts. Gonna work. You know what I mean? It'd be like me sending an email to a bride, say, hey, why don't you come in? You're like, it's just not how it works. You have to provide some value up front and- um,
0: Gen Z gets some shit. Some of it they deserve, some of them they don't. We're millennials, we get some shit we deserve and some we don't. For sure. One thing that we were kind of not good at, but it worked in our favor was, I feel like, I don't know about you two, but did we all have that job where we were like abused? absolutely oh my god like the intern job or the seven dollar an hour job where you were just not treated well worked your ass off made zero money and it was all because you were earning your way up they don't do that z doesn't do that
2: no they 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 job hop Mm -hmm. um you know they're they're constantly like we'll we'll interview with people and the conversations we're having with them are crazy it's like hey you know what do you think it's like you're right out of college no experience you know do you, do you think uh i could be in like the seventy thousand dollar range and it's like do you really think you're worth that like yes And it's like like where are you getting this from and it's like you know what's your policy on uh vacations and you know like like interviewing me and i'm like wow who told you that TikTok, you know the world
0: honestly tiktok tiktok told Dude, do you see
2: these tiktoks yes. with like here's how you work talk oh my interview god Interview
0: talk like all that and and it's just like it's just them kind of telling them how much better they are than their employer and how much more they deserve to be respected. Right. There's, "Ah." there's very,
2: so Gen Z has very little respect for employers.
0: Yeah, that's true. There's just, you know, that's
2: something I've absolutely noticed where it's like the employer's out to get you, you know what I mean? Here's the strategies you can use to get over on them. You know, like they kind of come with this sort of combative non-symbiotic relationship. It's, it's, it really is bizarre. And you know what, the ones that get it, like they're crushing it. Like we've had people that like started oh, yeah. as interns that are at the director level now because they just put in that work and like didn't have that attitude. Like. That's real I, absolutely I had, real this
0: one kid who's twenty four twenty five maybe best best freaking worker ever, old like kind of what I was talking about like yeah. just just I know you 're only paying me for eight hours a day but I'd like to stay for twelve, please so that I can learn how the machine works yeah. and, and like like one of
2: those you don you know, 't like how much that separates them from I've everybody else, I've and you're like, oh my god you, here's I've, a two dollar raise you know I like. told him a million times I'm like you don't,
0: there's not a lot of competition for you in your age range there's not a lot of you guys willing to do that
2: right like isn't that like the funny thing about the work talk stuff is because it's like here's your strategies to get over on your boss when really like the old thing is what worked. and if you just like separated yourself because everybody's doing that (laughs) you know like i don't know it's it's bizarre but
0: all right you've gotten about uh wait can i go to offy can i just go to uh, oh
1: yeah we're friends can i graduate you're an absolutely i
0: Yeah. Happy for 53 life. Fifty-three text messages in the last twenty minutes. Dying to check. So gotta, I understand how to. That's why my phone's in my pocket. By the way, um, uh, thank you guys so much. Oh my this.
1: gosh, thanks C- for hanging out with us. Thank you on
0: everything. You guys deserve it so much. You guys are just fantastic. You're like sparks. I love it.
1: Thank sparks, you. I love
0: it. I wish I was like around you guys more. We're in different worlds, but you know, but sort of the nice.
1: same. Like I said, my daughter, Anastasia, was just eating your sauce last night. Yeah. 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 So she's in her she's in her pasta era. Oh yeah. And every day is like a different type of pasta. Yeah. So I f- try to like hide the veggies oh, yeah. over your sauce yeah yeah you and can puree then i'm in there maybe oh and i, tr- I try she and, like she can taste it
0: and like the the like marinara like our red sauce mm-hmm. has onion garlic green and red bell pepper in there oh they're I, pretty well pureed oh i've so used that one too yeah so she's getting some good some
1: good so thank you for that yeah. so we we think about you often oh, in our household
0: thank you thank you guys. <laughs> all right i appreciate you to uh, kept you for too long already thank you guys
1: thank you
2: thank
0: you